Welcome to another episode of What's in a Zoo. This is episode 26 for April 4th, 2015. What's in a Zoo is the show where we talk about animals you might see in your yard or local park. Thanks everybody for following us to the podcast format, by the way. Normally you see us on Animal Planet. Well, we're, we're still in negotiation. Yeah. To re-up that. There's, there's litigation ongoing. We're still, I think, I think optimistic that we can I, end up back on Animal Planet. I still season. think we're better than meerkats. Well, that's that's not really up to us, but I appreciate your optimism, Jonathan. Well, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go well. They they need us as much as we need them. Apparently not. Well, at the moment, okay, mid season. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the show? Yeah, uh, so we every month bring in an expert from around the globe to talk about animals you will never see. Oh, oh. Uh, Jonathan, that's the season, season two, two format. Season yeah. Two. Yeah, I don't. Format's a little different. Oh, do you not? You don't have the notes. Okay. It uh, changed. Yeah. So season three, we're changing things up a little. Uh, we switched the format from TV to podcast. Yes. And we will be talking with local experts about the kinds of animals you'll see in your local community, perhaps in your backyard, yes. perhaps in a, in a park, maybe on the side of the road, you know, just uh, whoever we can get in here. It's going to be a lot harder with without cameras. Thanks, Barry. Hey, we can't we can't talk about Barry. I don't. He. We gotta leave that out. Why? Okay. Well, you know it's why? It's his fault. Litigation is pending. It's his fault. It doesn't matter if it's his fault. Okay. Actually, it it matters, but that's for the courts to decide. Yeah. Moving along, I'm excited about our guest this week. Are you? Yeah. I I just hear the rattling out in the hall. It's oh. quite concerning. You didn't check in. No. With our guest? Oh. No, the smell was way too rough Yeah, outside. It was pretty strong. It smells like my great uncle's bedroom. Your great uncle that, the one that hoarded all the cats? Yeah, great uncle Stu. Oh, God. It smells awful. Uh, you know, I really do miss being in a climate-controlled studio. Yeah, the ventilation in here is awful. Well, it's the best we could do on short notice, and thank you for letting us use your living room by the way. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. Well, you know what? I don't I don't want to spoil it. Let's okay. let's go ahead and uh, save our guest for after the break and uh we, I'm excited. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're excited yeah. now. Okay. Just right. to get it's, the smell no, out. Just, me. just to get the smell out of here. Well, it'll take some cleaning products. Anyway, 3 days. We'll be back with our guest after this. Candy canes just don't have a lasting appeal after Christmas. Don't you want a fancy candy cane to stir in your drinks? Not just your hot cocoa? We have you covered. Our Coca-Cola flavored candy canes stretch from December 26th to December 23rd. Goes great with your favorite rum drinks. Grab your bag of cocaines today. Ask for cocaines at CVS, Walgreens, and your local drugstore. Okay, welcome back to What's in a Zoo. We're excited to welcome our guest in the studio, Melanie Dozer. Local animal expert, mm-hmm. Melanie, welcome to What's in a Zoo. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as we understand, you are an animal caretaker. I am. Professionally. Yes, I am. Well, yeah, that's part of my... It's actually part of my AmeriCorps stint. So, I'm in my seventh year as an AmeriCorps volunteer in wow. the Baltimore area. Wow. And so, I, I've actually helped establish a zoo here in the great neighborhood of Dunzalk. 
Yep. Oh. If you're familiar with that area. I'm, I'm familiar with Dundalk. I did not know that they had a new zoo out there. The, it's up and coming. So that's okay. that's one of our projects for the past seven years. So we are trying to get together uh, a nice a nice place for people to come and see animals and learn more about them. Wow. I really I feel like we probably should have been aware of this zoo. I kind of I kind of miss having researchers for the show. You yeah. really should have been aware of the zoo. Yeah, it would have been good for you I to agree, know about and it. I apologize to our listeners. I I heard of it, but I just thought they meant Dundalk in general. Ooh. All right, Melanie. So, can you tell us a little bit about what got you into animal caretaking? Well, I really liked animals ever since my ex boyfriend Trevor got me into them. So he oh. used to work at the local PetSmart, and I actually met him when I, my first year at, um, the very first year in AmeriCorps in Dundalk, oh, so wow. the big PetSmart, as you know, you're aware of in Dundalk, it's one of the great draws of the area, so, yeah. Yes, I'm aware of the Dundalk PetSmart. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's deals. pretty great. It's pretty yeah. great. Yeah, good deals, good very yeah. few problems. Great return section. It is great. We, me and Trevor used that return section a lot when we were dating. Oh, oh, oh my. Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains why there was a lot of people there. So, yeah. uh, so right, you're, you and Trevor uh, were into animals because he worked at, at PetSmart, but what led to your sort of personal interest in becoming a caretaker? What started you on your journey? Well, what really started me on my journey was that there was a definite need in the Dundalk area. If you talk to any local people in the area, they just don't really know that much about you know, animals or nature or anything or reading. like that sort of thing. So, yeah, but we just felt like there was a lot of need in the area. So I just felt like, what would I be best at? And so I think that bringing my love of animals and mm-hmm. my personal connection to them to the area was just where I could see myself doing the most good. Very interesting. And now if I understand this right, the zoo is not open yet, so you oh, no. you take care of the animals at your own home. Is yeah, right? well, my my own home. So I live uh, I live in a row house that I share with seven other people. So it's kind oh, of nice. tricky navigating all the animals in the household. It's kind of an ecosystem, but it's really educational. Right? Yeah, I bet everyone's learning a lot. Everyone is. Everyone's super. Super learning every day. So are your do your roommates help you take care of the animals? Like are are you sort of a collective of animal caretakers in the house? I guess you could call us a collective. I mean we really just use the word amongst ourselves, but we don't really talk about the other members oh. of the collective with outsiders. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I did did not mean to overstep. That's my okay. I came here to talk about animals, not about my personal life. Okay, very good. Um, well, would you like to get to the animals? You could. I would sure. love for that. Okay. Why don't you show us your first animal? So my first animal. Here you go. You can Aww. hold him. He's really friendly. His oh. name is Piggly. Piggly. Oh. He's squirmy. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. We call him Piggly after Piggly Wiggly. That's a supermarket back home. He he doesn't look like a pig. No, he doesn't. It's really no. more of his character. It's, oh, he's it's a little so, nippy. It's more of a metaphor than anything else. So, oh, be careful about handling him. He's had a bit of a jittery experience. Um, so, have they had their shots? Um. Well, he's had plenty of shots in his life. So, basically. When we, do you want me to tell you the story yes. of Piggly? Okay, so Piggly was actually, he's only been with us for a couple of weeks. 
He, um, yeah, oh, careful about that. Oh, he doesn't with... like that spot. He oh, doesn't oh, like that oh, spot. Oh, okay, Don't careful about that. That's not the spot. That's not the spot. Okay, try to transfer. She failed. Sorry, Jonathan. Yes. Okay, he seems to like you. Yeah, I guess so. He really does. Not not leaving this hand. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you were you were saying. Okay, so Pangley has had an interesting experience. He's been with us for two weeks ever since the uh, liberation. So basically, me and some other members of the collective. Well, we were outside of the Johns Hopkins Medical Institute, and we noticed okay. some objective things going on that we didn't like. So we decided to you, liberate. You noticed this from outside. Well, we maybe have heard about it through the grapevine beforehand. Does this, does this make us accessories? Yeah, that's a question for the lawyer. Okay. I just add it I'm, to the I'm pile, good, I guess. You know, I'm yeah. good with that. We'll just add it to the list okay. at this point. I'm sorry, Melanie. Go ahead. Yeah. So, as I was saying, so we helped, we helped liberate Pigley along with some of his siblings from some unsavory Whoa, experiments that had been going on. Climbing over the mic a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, he, that, that really excites him, the feedback. Pigley likes freedom, I think. Yeah. He does. What, what is Pigley? Pigley? Well, Pigley started off as a mouse, we believe. I'm sorry, he started off as a mouse. Yeah, we're not really sure what happened inside. He still looks vaguely mouse-like. Yeah, I mean, you can basically see into his brain from that cranial window that they installed. Oh my god. So, that's what you gives... You really can. Yeah, that's what gives you a connection with Pigley. Uh, see what he's thinking. Is there... A, is... There's nothing covering this. That's straight into the mouse's yeah. brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to set Piggly down before something bad happens. Yeah, thank you, Melanie. Sometimes I get a little sneezy with the animals on the show, and I don't, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, let's not sneeze into the cavity. Okay. All right, okay. thank you. All right. Okay, so my next animal that I've brought... Oh, this animal. So this name is pretty clever. So we call this guy Pizza. Because of his shape. Because we basically found him on the side of the road. Kind of like this. And we felt that he needed to just be scraped up and brought into the fold. So um, that's from that's where pizza came from. You can pet him, don't worry. He is super chill. He will not bite. He pretty much won't do much of anything. He's really low maintenance. Um, Melanie, pizza... Pizza looks awful flat for a living creature. Well, that's why we call him Pizza. It's kind of a metaphor for his, his appearance. Is, is he breathing? He He's not breathing and also... Well, he's not breathing in the sense that, pe- that, that Piggly is The breathing. smell, that's what's going to take three days to get out. Oh. Well, yeah, he has a really, really distinct musk. Oh, and so that's yeah. something, yeah, just breathe it in. Mel- it's a really interesting profile. Melanie, I know you're the uh, the, the animal expert, but I, I believe this smell is putrefaction. Oh yeah. It's a it's it sounds a lot like a perfume line that's already out there, but it, really this is a unique odor to this it, animal. It, it means the the smell of, of death as, as bacteria begin to to sort of eat the, the body as the cells are unable to prevent breakdown due to death. I didn't know I was coming on a science podcast. That's really oh, cool. Boy. I learn every day, but one thing I'm learning is that offends my nose. Yeah. And if if oh, this is what some of my comments have ever made people feel like, I apologize. Look, this I'm is... 
I'm going to go ahead and, and hand pizza back to you. Yeah. Okay. Thank and, you. I'm sorry um, he offended your nose. Um, I'll have him write an apology. Jonathan, here, have, have some of the Purell, man. Take care. Yeah, we're, we're going to... Okay, well, pizza. And where, where did you Ugh. say you found pizza, well, Melanie? We found him actually in Dundalk. He is a local animal. So okay. if you go to the zoo, it's all featuring local animals. So we didn't go very far to find these. So really That's good for great. the environment. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure uh, very cheap as far as exhibit collection goes. Well, we don't really think about things like that. We really think oh. about the welfare of the animals <laughs> and the education that we bring. I think the shovel would have been better used instead of picking him up, but to put him in a nice hole somewhere. A hole? Yeah. It's, ugh. Jonathan, she thinks it's a lot. I know. Melanie, are, are the, your third animal, did you bring another one? I did bring another one. Oh, so, let's um, see, or you'll see the right, third animal. So, this is Henry VIII. So, we actually found oh. him at our royal farms. Oh. And he is, you know, he's a chicken. He, I would say he's a prize chicken. But, yeah, he, you know, he came with his own box and everything. But what I really like about Henry VIII is that he just has this crispy coat that mm. is so golden. And it's super unique. I've never seen anything like it on a chicken. You know, in comparison, Henry VIII does smell a lot better than, than a pizza. A lot better. Uh, the pizza smell really covers up the, the seasoning smell. Yes. What What is that musk of Henry? Oh, Henry, it's, uh, you know, I don't exactly know. I think it's, I asked the person at the Royal Farms, but she didn't really want to reveal it to me. She was okay. trying to keep it secret. So, but anyway, he really likes, one of the things he likes is potato wedges. Okay. And he likes being held in this box. Never, Would never you made like a chicken. Uh, sure. Um, never made a chicken that eats potatoes. No, that's that's. Oh, no, he well, just he just kind of hangs out with the potatoes. Oh, 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 oh. Doesn't doesn't eat them. Do you, what do you feed Henry the Eighth? You know, it's interesting. He's one of the few creatures that well, just kind of like pizza. Actually, he doesn't really need to intake any calories. He just uh, is just fine by himself in his box. I and he's see. been like that for the past month or so. Yeah. Ever since we oh, liberated him from the royal farms. Yeah, now that he's over here, I'm I'm starting to smell that special smell on Henry VIII too. That's that's month old royal farms chicken. It still looks Melanie, good, this though. this is a box of fried chicken. Why is it why is he drooling, your friend? Uh, because we skipped lunch today in yeah. order to have a meeting with the lawyers. Oh gosh. Uh, Thanks, Jerry. That's really self sacrificing. Yeah. Um, um I'm gonna I'm gonna hand back Henry oh, VIII. Thank you, thank you. Um Great. but can we stop at Royal Farms after? Yeah, if you need, man. Yeah. I mean I one I'm gonna need to get out of this house. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna wanna take a walk, like a long well, you, you know who likes going for walks. Pizza would love to go for a long oh, walk. He hasn't boy. been walked in a really long time. Yeah. Us volunteers are so busy collecting new animals to put in our zoo. I see. How many animals uh, would you say you're in charge of right now, Melanie? Well, um, let's see. We're up to 17 now. 17. Wow. In, a good zoo. in your house. In uh, my house, of yes. Of seven humans and 17 
mostly alive animals. Yeah, we really like the number seven. It means a lot in our community. So to to be in the zoo, you had to be living at some point. Well, sure. Okay. Just needed to know the. So it's it's sort of maybe so, yeah. maybe part part zoo, part museum. Food court. Oh, a zooseum. That sounds great. Oh, oh, I think we should start selling food there too. I think that would really bring in a lot of visitors if we started selling snacks. How would you tell them apart from the exhibit? Yeah. Oh, we put a price tag on one of them. Okay. Uh, that's which one? That's sound logic. I'm not sure actually. Which one do you think we should sell? Well, none of the animals you. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. We should treat them like precious creatures. Yeah, that's why. And keep them close. But we actually are thinking about adopting some of them out. Oh, oh, that seems that, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the living ones. Yeah, all of them. That's good because yeah, I imagine with a house full of seventeen animals, you need a break now and then, or well, maybe to make room for for new intake. Yeah, really, it's more like that. We just want to spread the love and spread the education around. We really want to make sure that everyone knows about the creatures in Dundalk. Oh, oh, like a like a lending library. Yeah, for animals. Exactly, like a petting zoo, but a a take home petting zoo. Hmm. That's a really great idea, guys. Wow. Um, Well, if is that a program that you're you're actively pursuing now? Well, as of right now that you've given me the idea, I'm going to bring it back to the collective and see what our father figure says. Oh. Whoa. Uh, okay. That's, that's fine. I mean, you're, you're on the podcast now. You know, you could, you could just do a spot if you, if you want. And oh. if your father figure says, says no, we could, you know, po- edit it out and post. Sure. As long as you just edit my name out and post. I just want to make sure we follow proper protocol oh okay sure um sure why don't why don't you do your your uh, adoption psa okay fantastic so i think what i'm gonna do is it seems like pizza got the most response as far as audience interest would you think well so sure yeah, sure. yeah you guys you guys are nodding so we I had think. a response i yeah. had a response my stomach is still having a response I can't smell anymore. I mean, that's a that's a response. So I think what I'd like to do is just put it out there to anybody in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C., greater East Coast area would be interested in taking home one of these precious, precious creatures home with them. Pizza is available for adoption. You'll put pictures up on the website, right? Oh, absolutely. There's a website, right? Yes. We still got control of that. We, oh, oh I think we do. We probably we'll make it work. We probably do. We can we can make a Twitter account. Sure. Okay, so you'll send out pi- pictures of of pizza to all of your followers. Yes. And then you can like pizza or retweet as you see fit. And if you are interested in pizza, you can take them home. Or someone very much like pizza it doesn't have to be this one. He's got plenty of other brethren in the area. I'm sorry, you have you have more more animals flattened, dead well, roadkill. Not as well. I mean, pizza was a squirrel, but I mean, there's other kinds too. Oh, We've I only got now. the one pizza, but there's other ones too, like pancake. 
Pancake is his buddy. Pancake is really interesting. We've kept him at home because he's just a day old, so I wasn't sure about bringing him out to to meet strangers. But I... Pancake, I believe, was a skunk. Oh, sweet God! <sighs> yeah, he's so sweet. That's why we named him Pancake. Oh, and because he's black. Melanie, I want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you for being on What's in a Zoo. I learned so much. Oh my gosh. I, I, this has pretty much cemented my thoughts of Dundalk. Why, thank you so much for having me on. I will report this back to AmeriCorps that you learned so much today, and I hope that you'll drop by the zoo. And see the progress. I can't. I cannot wait. All right. Thanks once again, Melanie. We're going to go to a short break, and we'll be right back. Have you been watching Jeopardy with your friends, or perhaps you're out on a date and something pertinent comes up about the '60s, and you're confused? Was it Sunny and Cher, or was it Cher and Sunny? What was Led Zeppelin? Jimmy who? Hendrix? These are all things you can get help with with a 1960s dude-a-roo. A 1960s dude-a-roo is a guy who will come to your house, he'll come to your work, and he will tell you everything you need to know about the most infamous decade since the 50s. Dude-a-roo 60s man. Get him today. So, the, the robes, are they part of the collective? Oh, oh, these old things? Oh, actually, the robes choose you. They choose? Yeah, it's it's really just kind of a thing that's within the collective, but... Is there like a, a book? Like a Bible-ish type thing? Oh, it's not really a book so much as just you follow whatever the directives that are laid out by the Father. Father, yeah. yeah. Does he wear robes? Okay. Hey, no. and, and we're back. Hey. Hi. Hey, everyone. Well, um... Thanks again, everybody, for listening to another episode of What's in a Zoo. Jonathan, I learned a lot. I don't know about you. Again, cemented my opinions of Dundalk. That's always, always good. Always Confirmation. Good. Confirmation. Bias. Yeah. That's what we like. Uh, well, we also want to thank our dedicated listeners, uh, who, who probably were dedicated former viewers. Correct. Uh, we especially want to thank those who followed us. Across the sudden format change. Media change. Uh, yes. Jumping from uh, international television down to uh, self-published podcast is a, is a big jump. So just thank you so much to all you listeners who followed us here. And we appreciate that hashtag better than meerkats has been trending worldwide since last year. Yes. Season. Cannot thank you guys enough. Yeah. That is just really heartwarming. Especially with everything that we're not really supposed to talk about it, but everything that's going on with the lawyers. Thanks, Jerry. Oh, God, don't say his name, everybody. Everything that's going on here. Uh, it's just, it's been real heartwarming for just, just reading the feedback that you guys are putting out there and, and, uh, the effort you're putting into getting us back on the air. We just could not be, could not be more grateful. It, um, it would be nice if they were contacting Animal Planet, not us. Jonathan, just just so show some gratitude, okay? Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, next time, yeah. uh, hopefully, we're going to be back on the air uh, next month. Look for us on Animal Planet. Yeah, San Diego. Back, Woo. back in the zoo. 
Uh, really hope, hope back in the zoo. Uh, fingers crossed. If not, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled. There will be an announcement here either way. Yeah. Either we'll be back in the podcast studio or, uh, we'll be pointing you to our showtimes on Animal Planet. God, I hope so. Speaking of eyes peeling, I have another animal guest. If you guys were interested in seeing that one. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Melanie. We're completely yeah. out of time this Hi. week. Uh, thanks, thanks, Melanie, for coming on. Yes, thank you so much, Melanie Dozer, here from AmeriCorps and the up-and-coming Dundalk Zoo. Yeah. And, uh, folks, we love you all. Uh, we're going to leave you with this thought. Remember, uh, exotic animals are not pets. Respect Mother Nature. Support your local zoos. Don't feed the toucans. Thanks, Barry. Oh, God. Jonathan. This month's episode of What's in a Zoo is brought to you by Coke Canes. Good all year except Christmas time and 1960s Deuteroo. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy, Kim, KP, Patrick, and Jillian. Couldn't do it without y'all. Music was by Skies in Chaos. Please check out their album on iTunes. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.